Hello, everybody, and welcome to DMDR, Dating, Marriage, Divorce, and Remarriage. I'm your host, Jeremy Connor. This podcast is straight and LGBTQ friendly, as we all have similar problems facing matters of love. Hello, everybody, it's me again. Uh, just checking in onions. So, normally I try to have this done on Fridays, but uh, couldn't do it. Had a lot going on. Uh, my wife had a family reunion at our house a Saturday. So I thought that this episode we talk about sacrifice. Uh, not a lot of people are prepared for a sacrifice in, in a marriage or uh, dating somebody. And be prepared because that's part of it. Uh, case in point, uh, the right way and the wrong way to do a family reunion if you're not in the family. So me, myself, I kinda, I'm kind of to myself. I don't do crowds. I do not like... I don't like having to be amongst a whole bunch of people at once. But my wife is a social butterfly. So she uh, planned this family reunion for her side of the family. And there's just going to be a ton of people over at my house. But, you know, I made up my mind not to dread it. She seemed super excited about it. So I was excited for her. And, you know, I helped her get things together. Because there's a ton of planning involved when you're having that many people over. There's cooking and cleaning and all that stuff. And for the most part, she took care of dang near 100% of everything that needed done. But I watched the kids because the wife was having fun, you know, getting ready for all this stuff. And basically it boiled down to me just needing to watch the kids so she could, you know, get things done. Of course, you know, I did the yard work and, you know, stuff like that. But other than that, you know, that was her show. And I didn't want to be pissy about it and be like, uh, you know, because that's shitty. And, you know, long story short, she had a hell of a good time, and I had a good time watching her have a good time. And hell, you know, I had a good time myself. I don't dislike her side of the family. You know, there's a few people I talk to, and me and her mom gets along great. But uh, then there was a family member on her side that brought her boyfriend over, and her boyfriend stayed in their car the entirety of the thing. He didn't come out, didn't say hey to nobody. Uh, he just kind of stayed in his vehicle with air conditioner on and, I guess, salt. And she was pissed. And I can't blame her. Uh, she was embarrassed. You know, and from the guy's point of view, when you're kind of the outsider and you don't know anybody, it's awkward and weird. And it does, it kind of sucks sometimes. But man, that's one of those suck it the hell up and get out there and be seen. Because all that dude managed to do was make her miserable and not enjoy herself all the while she's talking about how she is just done with them after this i i guess this ain't a first time offense i don't really know their backstory i just know that it's you know guys we're the worst offenders with that if you're drugged to something you don't want to go to do it anyway you know she was there for a good five hours at least and he stayed in that vehicle the entire five hours and I understand, you know, I had severe social anxiety. Man, there comes a point where you're just going to have to suck it up or just don't go, you know. I think it would have been less awkward for her if she had just went by herself. Man, just uh, not a good way to handle things. Then there was another person, severe social anxiety, and he did amazing. I mean, he needed some liquid encouragement, but, you know, he gave it his best shot and he killed it. I just, you know... Guys, especially, you know, if you're going to have a woman, you're going to be drugged to shit you don't want to go to. It's just the way it is. 
and you're going to do the same thing to your woman. There's stuff that interests you that she don't give two shits about, but she'll go nine times out of ten because she loves you. So, you know, return the favor of that. Don't be a dick. And when it comes to sacrifices with dating and marriage and all that stuff, that just don't end with your spouse. That's with your kids, too. Uh, I have encountered many, many sacrifices over my 20 years of marriage and dating and parenting. Uh, that's pretty much, well, like 80% of a relationship is sacrificing. You're going to sacrifice your time and your money, your sanity sometimes. So be prepared. Don't go get into a relationship thinking it's going to be easy peasy because it ain't all the time. There's a lot of perks and there's a lot of cons. So as far as my sacrifices for years, you know, okay, marriage number one. I, my first job, my first real non-farming job, I was a janitor at a community college and I hated that job. I hated it from day one all the way till year seven. I hated that job. It paid shitty. My self-esteem couldn't have been lower. Uh, back then, uh, minimum wage was like six something i can't quite remember but i made around about a hundred dollars a month and it was a i guess it was considered a uh federal job somehow so only i i only got paid once a month about a hundred dollar paycheck once a month and man that spreads mighty thin even back then so i was sacrificing on my end doing a lousy job that i hated with the worst hours manageable 11 no that wasn't right no i got it backwards it was 3 to like 11.30, which eats up the entirety of the day, or at least any of the good parts of the day. And with wife numero uno, you know, we weren't making a lot of money. And she said, hey, you're going to have to take on another job. And I was like, well, you know, we don't have kids right yet. Maybe, you know, maybe you could help a fella out. And she said, that's a man's job to take care of the finances. While I'm not saying she's absolutely wrong, uh... She wasn't willing to sacrifice for me. So, you know, the entirety of our marriage, which was a, about three years, around about, you know, I was the sole provider. And, you know, we just wasn't making it. We barely got by. And then when we got divorced and child support came into play, woo-wee, you know, it's been a long time. I can't remember how much it was, but it seemed like, after it was all said and done, I had to live off of like 600 bucks a month, roundabout. And if it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't have made it. My dad, you know, hell, I was in my 20s, and my dad was still having to foot the bill for a lot of things. And that was with me working. So my dad, you know, even after I'd done grown, he was still sacrificing for me. And as far as sacrificing for my uh, daughter at the time, uh, I'm going to say this a hundred times. Be careful who you marry because if y'all have kids together, you're if you get divorced and that baby ain't even a year old yet, you still got that other person for 18 years whether you like it or not. And me and my first wife did not get along very well at all for years and years. Um, it was a very volatile, real rough. I, my 20s was just a damn wreck. Uh, I was so worried about losing it. it what little teeny tiny bit of custody I had for one little transgression that I really mind my P's and Q's, which in a way helped me out because I didn't go hog wild. I did a few, you know, young guy things that were dumb, but in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, I'm not doing anything that's going to make me lose my kid. And I had friends that would make fun of me because 
my catchphrase was like, you know, guys, I can't. I got a daughter to lose. And they go, Ugh, I got a daughter to lose. And, you know, those same guys later in life was like, man, I'm sorry for giving you so much hell about that. Until I went through it myself, I didn't know what you was going through. And, man, it's rough. But if any good happened out of that divorce was that it taught me that I had to man up and I had to not, you know, be childish. You know, I couldn't be selfish and do the things I wanted to do because, you know, I had a kid and I didn't want to jeopardize losing her and I wanted a good relationship with her. And, you know, in the end, my daughter now, my oldest, is just about to turn 20 and we have a fantastic relationship. We get along great. Uh, she appreciates me, which is half the battle. And, you know, I went through hell for, for several years and it ever, it was worth it. I've got a good kid with a good head on her shoulders. She turned out to be a smart young woman and I, I couldn't be much more pleased with her if I tried. And I don't believe she takes me for granted, uh, which is nice because it's natural. I took my dad for granted and my dad was just, you know, the best thing ever to me. And still, you know, I, you know, I just always thought dad would be there. So anyway, so I sacrificed for about, uh, about 16, 17 years for my daughter. And, you know, the older she got, the more better that me and her mom got along. Uh, things were rough as hell for the first 10. Then things just started, you know, getting better. Of course, we had a bunch of dramatic horse shit happen up to that point. All the stories that, you know, I'll probably never tell, but, uh, if there's one thing I've never lied about in my life is that my life from 23 to 30 was damn near pure hell. But anyway, enough about all that mess. Um, talking about sacrifice, and let's see what else. After the divorce, and it took me a long, well, I say a long time. To me, it was a long time. It took like a year and a half up to two years to start dating again. And the way the custody was, was I had my daughter every other weekend. So on the weekends, I had my daughter... I didn't do jack shit outside the house. Me and my daughter played. We stayed stayed at the house. We hung out together, watched cartoons. I didn't go chase women on them days that I had my daughter. Then on the other weekends where it was just be, it was just me by myself. Then you know I'd go to parties and mingle and try to find a date. And unfortunately, this is where Jeremy gets dirtbaggy. I had met a girl that I went to school with, and just as nice and sweet as she could be, but I let some very bad experiences harden me, and I was a dick. I don't think I could have been worse to her if I had tried, so, you know, luckily karma came back to snap back and get me, and it woke me up, because, uh, you know, I went from shy nice guy to roaring asshole, back to trying to be decent again, and man, you know, I still carry the burden of being so nasty to that one girl. And then, you know, I dated a couple that brought it right back to me. I kind of had a miserable couple of years with a couple of them. And uh, they kind of hardened me back up. But it didn't really turn me into an ass. It just made me very guarded. So I got to where I was dating several people at once. I, uh, you know, I was honest about it. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm seeing as many people as I can right now. I've been divorced. I've been engaged a couple of times. And it's all, you know, went tits up. So I'm just not really even looking for anything steady. I'm just kind of here to hang out. Whatever happens, happens. And that's how I met my wife, actually. I think she was lady number three or four at the time. And we just got along 
very, very well. And I strung her along for a minute um, because I also got my daughter during the summertime. And I said, you know, hey, you're cool and everything, but my daughter's coming back home for the summer and it's just going to be me and her exclusively hanging out. I said, you know, ain't nothing against you or anybody else. It's just I take my being a stay-at-home dad thing mighty serious. And she was cool with it. She understood. And, you know, this went on for a couple of months. You know, I barely talked to Kelly. But, you know, she'd check in on me. She wouldn't ever nag me. She'd just say, hey, just checking up, seeing how you're doing. And I appreciated that. And, you know, it got to where I'd kind of quit shrugging her off. You know, I'd kind of pay more attention when she'd text me every now and then. And I'm like, you know, she's probably the best one I've gotten a hold of that actually at least acts like she gives a damn. So, you know, I'd, I still... I had my daughter all summer, but it switched back to where it's like uh, I had her almost all summer, but every other weekend the ex got her. So on the others, you know, the week weekends I didn't have my daughter, then, you know, me and Kelly'd start hanging out. And, you know, after a good long while of that, I'm like, I think I found a decent one because most of y'all are probably too young to have even heard of Archie comics, but there's Archie, Betty, and Veronica. Archie's this guy that's like girl crazy. And it's down between Veronica, that's like a spoiled rich girl. She's super hot, but she's mega flaky, very vain. Then there's Betty Cooper, super sweet, pretty, thinks the world of Archie. And I'll be damned if Archie don't pick Veronica every damn time. And I'm like, damn, you know, I'm pulling a damn Archie. So I was like, you know, if you'd like, you know, I I think I'd kind of like to start going steady. And she was all about that. And, you know, lo and behold, we've been married now over 11 years. We've been together for over 13 because I'd finally been burnt so many times that I was able to, you know, see a good thing when I spot it. Because I'd had several ladies over the years that were as good as gold, but I was, you know, dumb to it. I don't know what it is about us guys, but the harder it is to get a hold of somebody, the more we like it. Because I chased several that were just out of my damn league. Not to say that Kelly wasn't out of my league or nothing. It was, it's hard to explain. It's more like the girls that were out of my league were not only just out of my league, but they were just mildly interested. Like I was forever going to be on a shelf. I was never going to be top pick. Be, uh, you know, I'd be lucky to be in the top five or ten. But since I had that little glimmer of hope, like maybe, maybe someday, you know, I chased them like hell and that was dumb. So, any of y'all out there that are looking for that one particular person, don't do that. You know, spread thine seed, because life is too short to have to chase that damn hard for somebody. Uh, you need to find somebody that's your speed, you know, that you're comfortable with. You know, it always starts out buddy-buddy, you know. It's like uh, me and Kelly could talk for damned hours, and, you know, it's like, and still we're like that. We can talk forever and find new shit to talk about. I dated this one girl once, and I mean, she was about as close to a 10 as I've ever been to. Just gorgeous. But she was boring as hell. She was boring as hell, and she loved to talk through movies. Oh, I hate that shit. And it's just like, you know, back then, I'm like, my God, this woman is gorgeous, but I can't keep a conversation with her, and I can't watch a movie in peace. I don't think I like where this is going. And another thing this goes for anybody beauty is a damn curse because just really really good looking people has their own set of problems that they can't help it's like you know that girl 
dudes would flirt with her all the damn time in front of me. You know, guys ain't got no chill, and I've been guilty of the same stuff. There's a buddy of mine, I used to flirt with his woman all the time like a damn dirtbag, and, you know, he let me off easy. Like, he had every right in the world to whoop my ass. He thumped me in the wiener, and I couldn't even, even as wiener got thumped, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm stepping way out of line. He is gently trying to usher me back to normalcy because, you know, an ass whooping should have been coming. So anyway, yeah, be respectful. And, you know, with me having this podcast, I hope it don't sound like I'm trying to give advice because I'm Mr. Perfect. That's that's definitely not the truth. I have pulled some horse shit, some very dumb things, and I'm just trying to warn you from my mistakes. And I still make mistakes. Me and my wife ain't got a perfect marriage. We got a good one. We got a really good marriage. But to say that we don't piss each other off and that every day is picture perfect is horseshit. Um, I think love, a big chunk of it, is choosing to love that person every day. Because my wife fell out of love with me. I fell out of love with her, with her a few times. And you really have to work. I'd say that 90% of our relationship is really good. It just, everything has them hiccups every now and then that you just have to storm through and it's work and it's not easy but it's worth it so anyway back to sacrificing i sacrificed my freedom for my wife because i loved living alone it was the balls not having to answer to nobody didn't have to worry about someone else's feelings hell i could disappear for weeks on end and not have a significant other to be like where the hell were you you know i had complete and utter freedom other than have to be responsible enough to be a dad. But as far as hurting the stiff and others' feelings, I didn't have that on me. So I give up my couch and my bachelor lifestyle. And she moves in. We get married. I had a t-shirt shop that I loved. That's where I met her and several other ladies. But I knew that I couldn't remain faithful to her unless I gave up that t-shirt shop because the temptation I went through constantly... You know, I wasn't a rich person by no means, but it looked that way just because I had a shop. I mean, hell, I was eating out of, you know, green bean cans and shit. You know, I I was not doing well financially. Matter of fact, I had gotten a job at the hospital to keep that business afloat. So I was sacrificing for the store. I was sacrificing for the wife. And it was time to let the store go because I swear if you're married or even remotely happy, there's there's women out there that will be more than happy to mess that up for you. I mean, they'll show you them titties. They'll be like, hey, I am DTF right now. And I'm just like, you know, I can't, I can't fight forever. And I hear people in the background saying, well, if you truly love your wife, you'll never, ever, ever, ever cheat. So here's the reality of it, assholes. Have you ever been tempted? Maybe. And you'd be like, hey, oh yeah, but I love her. So... You know, it wasn't much of a temptation. Fair enough. But have you ever been tempted over and over and over and over? Some people are just tenacious as hell. And they are, they're trying to catch you at your weakest. You know, had one girl is constantly trying to do me. And me and Kelly had been fighting over something. And I was mad at Kelly. And, you know, this chick is showing me her boobs and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I can't do this. And I didn't. But I had to fight like hell. And, you know, y'all would be saying, well, you know, that was a hard-fought battle. Congratulations. You did good. But horseshit, I had to fight like hell. It wasn't like it was an easy thing. Like, absolutely not. Put them titties away. I am married. 
because I'm also a human and I like boobies. So while I did say, hey, you know, I can't do this, it wasn't an easy task. It was like a, put them away, you know. So, you know, as a man, I felt like I'd done my job. I didn't fall to temptation. It was not easy. And this happened several times with several different people. And hell, there was a lady that I dated briefly off and on that kept keeping me on a damn string. But she was super hot. And when we were dating, it was amazing. But then she'd ghost me. She would ghost the hell out of me. And this went on for a long damn time. And every time I tried to get past it, because this lady had me in a damn, you know, bad state of mind. Because she'd keep me hooked on, you know, just long enough that when I felt in my heart that I was done, it was like, okay, she's not into me. I'm being dumb. Then she'd call me out of nowhere. It's like she knew and man, you know, that kept me miserable for a long time, which was me being dumb. And I don't even know why she was like that, because all in all, she seemed like a good person. But man, man, she put my heart through a ringer. Shit. But anyway, that lady, you know, a week before me and Kelly was supposed to get married, she calls me and says how big of a mistake she made and all this stuff. And it pissed me off. At this point, I'm like, well, goddamn, can I not be happy? So I'm like, hey, you know, this ain't going to work i've made my mind up this is happening and i'm glad i did because that poor lady put herself through some horseshit for years and i didn't get no satisfaction from it like ah see it don't fucking feel good does it i kind of felt pity because i know how bad it sucks but maybe that was the lesson she needed to learn herself i don't know i hope she's happy i don't really hear much from her nowadays which you know was fine man that's something weird about exes i've had ex-girlfriends that I swore I would never, never get over, ever, you know, like, there's a few of them I thought, oh, this is the one that's going to do me in, and now I nothing every single one of them, like, on my Facebook, I'm friends with most of them, but I don't long for them, I don't think of what might have been, I've definitely moved on, there is one I feel real bad for, um, but I don't think I could have helped her, and I don't think she could help me. I think me and Kelly kind of had to be together. Like, we went through some of the same horseshit. And that's kind of how we bonded, is over the shit we went through in the past. And I think it hardened us uh, both enough to know what horseshit we put up with and what we wouldn't. So, I mean, every date is a lesson. Every, every long relationship is a lesson. You just have to pay attention and, and find out what you learned from it. Um, as far as sacrificing things currently, I'm working at a job that I've been at for a while now, and it's really hard on my body, and, you know, I, I either have to go home and instantly take a nap, or my feet hurt like hell, and, uh, that's just the way it is right now, because my wife can't work, uh, she's got the baby, and my son, we homeschool our boy, and, uh, not just because of COVID, but bullying has gotten so damn bad, and I went through it myself real bad in school. And I'm like, there ain't no sense in him going through it. We still try to keep him socialized through Boy Scouts and, you know, just getting out stuff like that. So my wife is sacrificing her daytime for her son. But she's also, you know, she enjoyed working. And, uh, you know, being a stay-at-home mom ain't no easy task. So you guys are like, oh, my woman's got it easy. All she does is stay home and take care of them kids. Oh, you better listen. She ain't having a good time. She is having a shit time trying to cook and clean and watch the kids keep the kids alive. 
it ain't no damn picnic. So, yeah, you might work hard as hell at work, but once you leave work, work is done. For someone taking care of your kids, you know, they never get time off. Their their job is 24 hours a day, seven days a week for eternity. So, you might work hard, but mentally, you know, your spouse probably works a little bit harder. So, respect that. Help them out. I do dishes. I do laundry. And it's, you know, an added bonus. But that being said, here's where I'm going to piss the ladies or the uh, house that doesn't work off. So one of the biggest arguments that me and my wife would get into would get into was the way I did dishes. She would give me nine kinds of hell, and she's not the only woman that does it. I've heard this story a hundred times from different women. My husband can't wash dishes worth a shit, and I let him know. And so I just simply ask, are the dishes not being clean? Oh yeah, they're clean, but he stacks them wrong, or some horse shit like that, and that will piss me right off. So, there's a thousand different right ways to do something the right way. It ain't gotta be just your fucking way. Knock that shit off. Uh, that's one. That's one of my lines in the sand. Cause my wife used to give me nine kinds of hell about I didn't do the dishes right, and I'm like, you know, I'm taking my time to make your life easier. Don't nitpick me on this shit. That's just you know not gonna fucking happen. It sounds shitty, and it's okay to have an opinion. Had she just said, hey. You can get more dishes if you stack them this way. And I would have totally taken that like, oh, okay, well, here's a more efficient way. But don't just come out and say, you know, you're doing it wrong or being naggy or shitty about it. Because, you know, I don't want to do them dishes either. You know, I'm tired. You just don't get to say, hey, you're not doing it my way, so it's wrong. Poor shit. There's a hundred right ways to do the laundry, even if they're not folded, even if they're not folded just right. If they're clean... And they look good when you put them on. It's not worth fucking fighting over. That's like us guys mansplaining y'all. We shouldn't do that shit. That's horseshit as well. Women are just as capable at man shit as man is good at doing woman shit. Uh, some of us like to play dumb so we don't have to fiddle with it. But there ain't no man on earth that can't do laundry and dishes. And there ain't no woman on earth that can't learn how to fix a sink. It's just what you choose to learn or not learn. So help each other out. Don't use criticism. That shit don't work. You're going to fight. It's okay to be like, hey, could you try it this way? Or, you know, when I stack the dishes this way, you know, it they dry quicker or something. For me, myself, if you explain it, you can woman explain it. I don't mind. Like, if I'm messing up, I can take a whooping if you can just watch the tone of your voice. Don't make it sound like I'm the dumbest creature on earth. And I think people do that to feel like they have a sense of power. But it's not a power struggle in a marriage. That 50-50 is horseshit. It's 100 and 100 because, you know, I'm pouring everything I got to my marriage and to my kids. And my wife does too. And we're going to fight over goofy shit. But there ain't nothing wrong of giving your spouse, like, a handbook of how to work you. Talk to bosses this way. I'm like, you know, if you come at me being real mean and shitty, you know... You're not going to get very good results out of me. But if you can just take the time and explain something to me. And, you know, sometimes rules are rules. I understand that as well. Just don't be a shithead about it. Power struggles is going to give you problems. Like, I, I know my place, whether I'm at work or at home. You know, I don't ever, ever critique my wife in front of my kids. I want my kids to know that my wife is just as important as I am and vice versa. I don't let her critique me in front of the kids. Um, kids shouldn't see that mess anyway. 
What your kids need to see is how to argue like an adult. It ain't name calling, calling people shithead or using a shitty tone of voice. You just tell the person how you feel and they listen and then they tell you how they feel and you listen. And you don't shout over each other. It's like the damn news, you know. You'd have like a round table of people talking with different views and you can't hear shit because everybody's yelling. That's why I don't watch the news no more. Or at least the political commentary because hell, I can't make a, any kind of decision over people yelling because hell, I don't know what my own thoughts are at this point because I didn't get to hear y'all's. So learn how to argue an advanced human being because man, too much of that it's my way or the highway horseshit and nobody wins with that. See, I still sacrifice my time and my money because there's, there's things I want that I can't get and that's okay because for the most part, I enjoy my life and I, I still get bells and whistles. Hell, this podcast takes time that I really ain't got and it takes money I really ain't got. My wife supports my little hobbies and I try to support hers. Um, let's see. Sacrificing on my part was like this weekend. I like to have my podcast out by Friday or Saturday morning, but it just wasn't feasible and I didn't stress over it. It'll happen when it happens. I was super stoked to see my wife so happy and pleased at how well things went because some of her family, you know, hadn't really talked in a while or you know had a few fallings out or whatever and they had a hell of a time and I'm glad that my wife actually got to talk to him instead of watching the kids like I made sure I had a close eye on the baby my son's pretty good about taking care of himself but I'm still kind of got an eyeball out for him because he's eight but my year and a half year old you know she's all over the place so she takes a lot of energy and I didn't want my wife to have to chase our baby all day I you know took her down for a nap all this stuff so my wife could actually enjoy herself and she does the same for me if I go to a family function she watches the kids so I can you know hang out with my family I haven't got to see in a while so meet in the middle you're going to suffer a little bit for your significant other and that's what makes it's what makes it romantic you know love's not easy and that, I think that's what makes it so good because you had to fight for it so fight like hell for your significant other especially when you're married you know fight like hell for that marriage my wife fights like hell for ours. You know, she's she suffers depression, and she's doing her damnedest to cure it, or at least kind of squelch it a little bit. And, you know, I can see her fighting like hell. There's days she don't feel worth a damn, and she can be cranky as hell. But I know that, you know, sweet Kelly's in there fighting like hell to get out. And sometimes, a lot of the times, you know, she fights through it and comes out winning in the end, which I appreciate. And I've learned to not take it so personally and I'm kind of helping her fight and I'm trying to give her stability where she's not thinking oh he's gonna leave me at the drop of the hat so anyway I hope you all got something out of this just know that any relationship you have no matter how long it is or short you're you're going you're going to have to give up things and that's okay you just have to know like where the balance is like are you giving up everything you are for somebody if if so you're probably not a good relationship it should be able to balance out pretty good there's a lot of give and take if you're with anybody it's all it's all take and no give get the hell out of dodge if they're all give and no take probably the same thing because they deserve a happy life too just as much as you do so just find your balance and fight like hell for your relationship and before I get off of here, I just wanted to, but I want y'all to give Lion Rabbit Vape Supply in Popper Bluff, Missouri a check out if you vape. 
because they got like thousands of flavors. The people owns it are highly reputable. You're not going to get no nasty things. Everything's brand new. They have excellent deals. So if you're trying to quit smoking, definitely look into vaping. If you don't mind, on Facebook, Blind Rabbit Vape Supply. And if you're ever in Popper Bluff, it's at 2330 Westwood Boulevard. We all, it was good talking to y'all again. Y'all take care. The MDR is a Hungry Purple Kittens production, written and produced by Jeremy Connor. Please message DMDR DMDR with Jeremy at gmail.com.